Hello, and welcome to episode 55 of Popcorn Hangover. I'm John. And I'm Anna. And today we will be talking about a few things. I feel like a lot of things. Um, yeah. Uh, for those of you who are regular listeners, you know that we've been gone for a while. We're back. <laughs> We're back. Um, I guess right off the top. Uh, sorry, we've been gone. We've been very, very busy. Yeah. Uh, for and those- in all honesty, I feel like... We needed some time to figure out what we wanted this to be. I feel like yeah. after 50 episodes, not that it gets old, but I feel like we need to reinvent ourselves a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Um, but like I started saying, for those of you who know us in real life, you know that the end of July, early August is like the busiest four weeks of the year. Um, it was really difficult, even though we lived together, to get you know an hour or two to sit down and record and do all the stuff that this involves. So um, let's dive right into kind of what this reinvention is going to be. So I'm going to let Anna take the reins on this and she can explain a little bit more. Yes. So we're still looking at doing uh, a bi-weekly schedule, um, basically sticking with two times a month, uh, having an episode. And we're going to look at having a episode, one episode a month that has to do with one movie with a special guest, hopefully, where we talk about, you know, a movie that we find you know, fun to talk about, interesting. Uh, and then we'll also have the end of the month talk about all of the new movies we saw over the course of the month. There are so many amazing movies that are coming out in the next, like, six months that we just don't have, you know, we just want to have that time yeah. to talk about all of them because they're just going to be so great. And there's so many movies that we're so excited about. And also, this comes with the qualifier of if we decide to change this at any moment and do an extra episode, we'll do an extra yeah, episode. Yeah, and we'll have mini shows in there and surprise things. Yeah. So just we'll do just like keep you on our to- on your toes and not try to limit ourselves. <laughs> yes, but we do. We will say that from this point going forward, we're getting back on the twice a month train. Um, our schedule is freeing up, and as Anna alluded to, and this is a great transition point. We've been saying for months on this podcast that, like, eventually all these movies that are getting delayed are going to start coming out and we're going to be in a jam-packed movie season. And, like, we're just at the start of that. Because, I mean, we look at our AMC app and there's literally something we want to see every week. Sometimes twice in one week. Yeah, once we hit November, November is, like... It's really October, October and November are, like, just crazy. I mean, just rattling stuff off, like... The fact that Ghostbusters, which should be like a Halloween movie, isn't coming out till November just shows you how jam-packed October is. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is because Dune is coming out in October and no one wants to compete with that at all. So, long story short, there's going to be a ton of new movies to talk about. Um, We're working on getting some really good people to come on as guests. Um, So, yeah, just stay tuned. Yes, we're excited. Yes. But before we get ahead to talking about all the exciting stuff on the horizon for us and in the world of movies, uh, I just want to take a few minutes to talk about kind of what we've watched that we're not going to go in-depth on on this episode since then. So we're right now in the middle of Ted Lasso Season 2. Love it. It's great so far. Uh, I hope everyone is caught up that's watching. Use that free Apple TV Plus subscription if you still got it. Uh, The other big thing, uh, we finished Loki. Like we did, I, a while ago. A while ago, about a month ago at this point. <laughs> I really liked it and the future possibilities for the MCU it's setting up, and I'm very excited that they're giving it a second season. Um, the other, oh, yeah. They better with that cliffhanger. I mean, end. yeah, that cliffhanger ending was... Yeah, these just these Marvel shows just keep getting better and better, and I just get excited uh, for all the things they just keep having on the horizon, so... Yeah, I, I don't really know what else you can say besides that maybe some of these future ones will not be as good i think loki was like the biggest one they were pushing but who knows maybe hawkeye will surprise us when that comes out at the end of the year i with everything we've seen so far i am i am more getting on board to being excited for it but it is the one that i was least excited for i'm like meh yeah i think that it it, who knows i think think that they'll surprise us somehow but you know that's still months away so who's to say but we're in the middle right now and something i have been kind of excited to talk about because it is so weird is what if i I don't know if you can say from week to week if you're going to get like consistency in quality because like for sure the second episode with the guardians and um uh, t'challa was like by far the best episode but it is such a fascinating 
show. To, yeah, it's an interesting way to like look at to look at all of this. Yeah, and, and I see what could happen. I definitely think that we're gonna see some of the implications from this show carry over into the MCU because they said that like these are like legitimate other universes and stuff. So with Doctor Strange and stuff coming up, it could have some impact. So yeah. I, I've definitely been really impressed with Marvel's first dip into animation and do want to make a note that they've like opened on the success of the show. They are opening like an animation studio to make more of these. Yeah, that's cool. And it's cool. It's just a cheaper way to make shows too. Yeah. You know, and like, that's the thing is just because it's animated doesn't mean that it's any less, there's any less quality in it. I feel yeah. like it's a very high quality storytelling. I mean, we literally said two weeks ago and also like this one too, I, we were talking about how the past one with, um... It was, so it was the Nick Fury episode yeah. when all the Avengers were killed. I won't say by who in the event someone hasn't watched it yet, but... Yes, but, like, we were saying that these 30-minute episodes feel like I'm watching an entire movie, and there's so many themes that they talk about that I just want them to, like, dive deeper into, and it's just so interesting. So it really captivates you, and I think that just because... I think it being, it being, um animated kind of even enhances that fact in, in yeah. general that it just shows that there's like endless possibilities of how they can go with this well and they can do they and can it moves do, things along faster oh i definitely agree but they also can do things and i know marvel uses like a lot of cgi and stuff but they can do big things that like their budget probably prohibits them from doing live action like even though i didn't love the captain america episode the fact that they did like that tentacle space monster thing mm -hmm. was something you're like they probably wouldn't have spent a few million dollars to do that in CGI yeah. in real life, which obviously they didn't. So it's just cool to see these other things. And I'm looking forward to more of it. The one thing I'm not looking forward to is some of these like 80% accurate voice actors and actresses that they oh have. Oh my gosh. It's really weird. And like you get used to it by the end of an episode, but it's still just. But first I'm like, is that supposed to be who I think it is? Like, it's like, not even like they look like them sometimes. Yeah. That, that's the one part where it's just kind of, you know, meh, but at the end of the day, I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward. They've ordered, like, two more seasons of it already, and they'll probably just keep doing it because it's been very well received. So that is kind of all the stuff that we watched. We still haven't seen Jungle Cruise. I really want to see it. It's gotten great reviews. John's I, so excited about it. I, John also hasn't seen The Heights yet. I have not. I've, I've slacked in that department. Yeah, yeah. And I've been just watching my reality shows, so Love Island... The Bachelorette, now Bachelor in Paradise. It's been a really busy uh, <laughs> time for me with reality TV. We've also, um, and tonight actually is the season finale. We've been watching Rick and Morty, the new season. It's I good. I thought there was another episode. Uh, it's a two-part season, two season finale. Okay. So technically it's the season finale tonight. Yes, yes. It's good. It's not as good as prior seasons, but... There know. are some really good ideas in there, and it's very deep. They're getting deep. Yeah, they're getting emotional. I don't feel the same. I feel like it's very good. It's just they're taking a different direction. Yeah, but... I think that's the first time we've talked about Rick and Morty on this podcast. Right, 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 Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, okay. I'm done. Okay, so I think that's all we've watched. Um, that's all of our past stuff. But let's get on to our two movies that we watched for August, because like I said, we didn't see Jungle Cruise. We slept. We slept. We also still haven't seen Luca, which is... I know, that's not okay. <laughs> and Luca, like, it's supposed to be delightful. I just haven't. I'm I haven't had a mood. desire to see it. Yeah, we've been, I had someone who was like, do you have any movies you can recommend me watching? I'm like, I just haven't had, like, we, we haven't been keeping up. So we're trying to be better. I gotta be better about watching movies I haven't seen instead of, like, yeah. going and watching another, you know, movie I have seen. But, you know, sometimes you just get into that, that, uh, that series of doing the same thing yeah, all the time. exactly. So, uh, we saw two movies, uh, kind of science, I mean, both, I mean, Free Guy's not, whatever. We saw the Suicide Squad. They just like they're not. They're kind of the same because they're both like. Uh, they're both summer blockbusters, yes. but they're not. It's not like we went into like one like a drama and then like an action. No, they're movie both and, like, turn your brain off, eat some popcorn, yes. see big things happen on screen. Yes. So, so the Suicide Squad, which I'm so excited to talk about because we talked about the Suicide the, the about the no, original no, Suicide Squad. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. From 2016. Correct. Yeah, 2016. 2016 on this podcast, and it is a movie that I enjoy, and John does not. So just imagine what I'm going to say as I talk about this next one. <laughs> and then we also saw Free Guy, which was highly anticipated. I, it has I'm, been I'm talked gonna about. 
I'm going to refrain any thoughts on the free guy until after we talk about Suicide yeah, Squad. Because yeah, I just, think that that was, movie's fascinating to me. It was supposed to be coming out for a while. It just, they constantly kind of ramped up the marketing of it. So it was interesting. You know, I think a lot of people, too, were not worried, but were intrigued to see how good it was. Like, it, you couldn't tell if it was good or bad. You really couldn't from it, the trailers. It, it really felt like a movie, Free Guy. This is my only nugget I'll give. I was scared going into it that they marketed too much especially, and we'll tie this in to Suicide, to The Suicide Squad, they showed a trailer before that movie where I was, like, pretty disappointed when yeah. I actually saw Free yeah. Guy. I was like, wow, why would you do that? So Okay, um, so we'll start with The Suicide Squad, James Gunn, The Suicide Squad, so we don't yes. get ourselves confused. Um, so I'll do the quick synopsis. Uh, the Suicide Squad, very similar to the first one. Um, the government sends the most dangerous supervillains in the world, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, King Shark, Harley Quinn, and others, to the remote, enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Armed with high-tech weapons, they trek through the dangerous jungle on a search-and-destroy mission with only Colonel Rick Flagg on the ground to make them behave on behalf of Amanda Waller. Uh, this movie, similar to the first one, but even more so, it has a massive cast. Uh, Margot Robbie returns, Idris Elba, Sylvester Stallone, John Cena, and just so many others. Um, Viola Davis is back as... Uh, yeah, Joel Kinnaman. As Colonel Rick Flagg, uh, Viola Davis is back as Amanda Waller. It's directed by James Gunn, as Anna said. It's not a sequel, but it is a sequel. It's a standalone thing in the DC Cinematic Universe. Uh, it has done well financially. I think it just cleared $150 million on a budget similar to that. It is the most viewed uh, HBO Max direct access, or whatever they call it. It's the most viewed film by a mile. I think it eclipsed Space Jam and Justice League as that. We never saw a Space Jam either. I know, we never saw a Space Jam. <laughs> Apparently that movie sucks. I don't want to okay. see it. <laughs> we watched the first one to get ready for it, and we just never did. Sorry, I have to go off topic we, for We that. also, sorry, just for everyone at home, we planned to do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episode, we watched it, and then we never recorded it. But same it. thing with Space Jam. Like We've done this multiple times, and <laughs> like, we're like, we're going to watch it, we're going to do it, and then we just don't. We might circle back on those one day, but we probably won't. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Suicide Squad, it has been really well received. I just put my phone down without uh, looking at the score, but it has a 91 critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 82 audience score, uh, miles ahead of the 2016 one. I don't have those numbers pulled up in front of me, but those were pretty, uh, not well received. You know, I think starting our thoughts on this movie, I don't, I think Anna agrees with me, but this movie was just a blast. It, It was. Yeah. I would like to start off by talking about just like. This is what DC should be doing. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I hold, I mean, we've talked about this at great lengths, great lengths, yeah. that I feel, I feel so strongly that DC cannot, the DCU cannot become the MCU. They can't do it. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't try. So my thing is that they should just have these standalone stories and just do whatever the hell they want. Just make these crazy ass stories, let people do what they want yeah. and make these characters disposable, expendable, like, you know, I just think we can, we can have Carly Quinn do all these different things, and it doesn't matter. I I, I don't care where this fits into Birds of Prey. I don't, like, yeah, I agree that, you know, I don't care about continuity with this. If everyone dies, and then the next time, if they make another Suicide Squad movie, they're like, oh, this guy died last movie, he's back. We don't need a reason. He's back. Yeah, I enjoyed to... That it wasn't a sequel, but they just didn't throw everything out. I think that has been a frustration with DC, in my opinion, that they continually just, like, I thought that that's what they were going to do with this a little bit. Like, I was scared that my thing is, like, just because something didn't do well doesn't mean that every single part of it was awful. Like, I believe that there were really fun things that happened in the Suicide Squad, in the the original Suicide Squad. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't like the the. I wish, yeah, I wish there was a different way to say it. I wish In the that 2017 there was a, yeah. Suicide Squad, I felt like they had some good nuggets there. Like, Mar- casting Margot Robbie was huge. Yeah, and, genius. Oh, Joel Kinnaman was awesome, and Amanda Waller. And I think that they had some really great things that they uncovered there that I like that they didn't lose in this yeah. next, in this other movie. So it was great to see that, because I, as a lover of... The 2017 Suicide Squad. It pisses me off so much when people are like, I hope they don't do anything they did in the first movie, which I just think is wrong. So I think, one, I agree with you. I think there was a good movie in 2016 to be made, and they just didn't make it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they they got 25% of the way there, and then it's it's a whole chronicle. You There's people more smart than us who have 
or smarter than us, I mean, uh, that have broken yeah. down why that movie they turned out the way it They were trying to get deep, but they didn't get deep, and they didn't... It has to do the with the trailer that was cut a certain yeah. way. The character development wasn't good, and also it yeah. was not rated R. And this is rated this, R, hard R. Yeah, this is, this is as R-rated as a movie can get. I think that for people who haven't seen James Gunn's work before Marvel, it might be a little shocking, because he... He used to be like a shock director, um, and this movie within the first five minutes. I mean, well, and that's the other thing is, is a Suicide Squad movie. This the whole premise of it, like it should shock you. It should yeah. be like the characters are ridiculous. the The villains, you never know who is going to live and who is going to die. And I, we are on the edge of our seat. The I, I really think that anyone that likes superhero movies, this is really gory. Yeah. I don't like gory movies usually, but I thought that they. All the gore it's, that was there was needed. It, it's a. It's going to sound so weird. It, it's appropriate, which For sounds very, is, yeah. very odd. I think that you can't like the language in this movie too. Like you, mm-hmm. if they didn't have the gore, how much they swear and how irreverent they are, like wouldn't contextually make sense. And just I'm on the. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time trying to figure out who was going to live and who's going to die and if my favorite characters were going to stay because it's crazy. I mean, in the fr- in the first five minutes. I'm just going to rattle um, off. That was like 15 minutes. 15, in. But, but like rattling off who dies. And this is just from memory. Michael Rooker, uh, who was, I don't even know what he was. We he don't was, need to do names. It doesn't matter. Um, Nathan Fillion, which his death was hilarious because you thought he was going to do something epic with his arms and then they just kind of moved slow through the air and he just got shot up. Uh, Weasel, but not really. Um, <laughs> Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson immediately getting shot. Uh, Captain Boomerang, like. <laughs> yes. And then the guy with the. With the trident or whatever. Oh my god, that guy, that guy was whole, I mean, when he died and Margot Robbie, or, <laughs> she gives like, Harley the trident and she's like, what? What do I use it for? Uh, that's so annoying, this guy just died on me. Like, she, again, as always. She was great. I will, I will always say. I have some nitpicks about this movie and one of them is not enough Harley. I think that she didn't play as large of a role and but I, I loved her little side thing, and I love her yeah. growth. The growth of Harley in this movie, yeah. and that's why it, it does make me think it's after Birds of Prey because she had that growth. But they said yeah. that they they said it. They don't know. There is no timeline, and they they said it just doesn't matter. Yeah, but like when she has that little love story with the like conqueror guy with the yeah conqu- with the, the the new dictator yeah the dictator. And then, like, she shoots him, and she's like, I'm sorry, but killing children? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, Harley, yes. I, I I know we're very scatterbrained right now, but it, I won't think of it if I don't say it now. Um, one of the funniest gags in this movie was the person who become president or oh. dictator just kept getting assassinated. Yes. I think they did it, like, four times, and it just was hilarious. Because it'd be like, oh, you're president now, and then someone just would, like, kill them yeah. within, like, an hour. And I also think they did a lot. The character development was a problem in the last movie, besides yeah. Harley Quinn. They really yeah. only focused on her, and it also was kind of half-assed at the same time. They, they yeah. took out scenes that, that could have been helpful, all this stuff. I think they wanted to, yeah, they just half-assed it. Yeah. Whereas this one, the character development was spot on. It was it was enough to give you some kind of um, care for each of the characters and understand them a little bit more, but it wasn't, it didn't take over the scene. Like, I think Idris Elba's character was amazing. Ratcatcher 2 was my favorite character. King Shark even got a little bit of what he, what he oh, is. I love King Shark. I, I think, too, what this movie did so well was, like, a, so the, the first movie had a good cast. But I think this movie just nailed casting in a way that the first didn't. Well, and it differentiated them a yeah. little bit more. Because, like, Will Smith was all about his personality, whereas, like, Idris Elba, it was his personality, but also, like, he was really... F- they were, like, the same character, but they just did it so much differently. So much differently. I mean, I loved that line at the beginning of the movie when Amanda Waller is introducing Idris Elba to Peacemaker. Yeah. Played by John Cena, who was... Fantastic. I mean, sidebar before I finish my point. Um, if you're not excited for his show on HBO Max as Peacemaker, it's gonna be like a six episode show. I don't know what the hell. Uh, I mean, that show's gonna be ridiculous. There were so many twists and turns with this character. It was it. I, there's so much depth. I love. I hate. I yeah. Literally one of the most interesting characters I've ever seen on screen. But when Amanda Waller is like, he was raised poorly by his father, is a trained assassin, can do all this, and Idris Elba's like, that's what I do. Like. Just, just to call it out on this BS, like, this is all the same. 
to everybody. Like, yeah. they all have the same skills. They're all just not super-powered. Well, not all of them, but... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the the casting was incredible. The characters, I think they just went a little more out there with it, too. I mean, Polka Dot Man, like, was such an interesting <laughs> character. I don't know. But, like you said, you mentioned Ratcatcher 2. I think... She was amazing. At, like... She stole the show. Yeah. I would say that she... She stole the show in a positive way, whereas other characters stole it in a negative way. Yeah. But her just care for these rats, it sounds so weird to say out loud. She's such a kind <laughs> person. And you know what I just realized? These movies have something in common. Taika Waititi's in both of these movies. Because <laughs> he's her dad. He's her heroin junkie dad who lives with rats. T- Taika Waititi is just in the randomest shit. Like, do people just hit him up and they're like, yo, you want to be this obscene character? <laughs> like, doesn't he, like, die on top of that statue in, like, Rio or wherever the hell they- No, in, like, Portugal? Dude, I don't know. It's so weird. But this movie, honestly, the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, this sounds like a fever dream. Like, what the hell are these people talking about? Yes. It's just, it's just so much better than the first one. Yeah. And- I I don't know. It, it's not a movie. I guess the thing is, I don't know how, like, rewatch. I would watch it again. It's not going to become, like, a serious rotation. It is a lot to watch. Again, like, the gore, the, like, yeah. the, the, the story takes so many turns. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's also and, it's also just over two hours long, and it feels like it's three hours. Yeah. Oh, not, my gosh. Not necessarily in a bad way. No, there's just so much that happens. There is so much that happens. I mean, we the time we're recording this, we saw this, like, four weeks ago. I remember most of it, but I also remember walking out of the theater and I was like, man, I'm exhausted. I am just burnt out from a movie. And like, I think that's what James Gunn does so well. Like it's, it's basically, it's like, it's the same kind of energy as Guardians, but like on overdrive. Yeah. It's like these band of misfits. They hate each other. They love each other. They're awful people, but they're also going to save the world. Yeah. And I think, like, the biggest thing that people hated about this movie was the villain. And, again, that was the biggest thing about the last movie was the yeah. villain wasn't good enough. I think, th- in my opinion, yes, the giant starfish from space, space, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous, which makes sense in the movie. I don't think it was the strongest villain. But in my opinion, I don't think there needed the, – the villain, the main villain, in my opinion, was Amanda Waller, which well, it should well, always – B well, is Amanda it, Waller. it wasn't just her. It was the entire U.S. government. I mean, yeah. it was their project. She is... I agree, though. I think that Amanda Waller in the first movie is... Should have been... It, it, yeah. It's always her. She is the evil person. She's exploiting these people. She does not give a shit about the world. Yeah. She only cares about making the... Like, her interest and the government's interest that they get taken care yeah. of. And so... I think that people are missing, like, that's my problem. I think people are missing the point that they're like, oh, that was a stupid villain. It's not about that. It's about her. Yeah. And and the fact, I like what they did in this where, like, they don't, you, you don't really get the confirmation that the U.S. government is the villain until, like, an hour and a half in. And they do things, like, they show the footage of the astronauts with the with it when they find it in space, and they don't show the U.S. flag. Like, you see, like, these blurred images of everything, and then at the end, when you get that big reveal, you're like, okay, this makes so much sense. Especially at the end, once it breaks out, and Amanda's like, you guys are done. You're coming back. And, like, they don't even care what happens. I just, yeah, I think that she was- How could people not get it once, once, like, Lola, she does not care if, like, Joel Kinnaman just gets killed. Yeah. So if, um, what's his- Uh, Rick Rick Flag. Like, Rick Flag's death was the most shocking thing. I- Gas. I was going to say, I had two scenes I wanted to talk about, and that's one of them. Let's talk about that first, yeah. and then my other one. They I, both involve Peacemaker. Okay. I literally, so number one, like, him taking it and being like, being like, we need to tell, the, you know, we need to put this out into the world, and then Peacemaker going, nah, which we knew that. I know that that was kind of hinted at, that he will do anything for peace, causing violence, if causing violence means yeah. causing peace, which just makes no sense. But again, that's kind of what the U.S. government thinks in general. Um, and when he when he kills Rick Flag, I was shook to my core. I, I couldn't believe they killed him. So, like, coming into this movie, I had certain characters that I was, like, pretty certain weren't going to die. Yeah. Harley Quinn, Duh. Rick Flag. Yeah. Those were the two I was like, I don't think they'll kill them because, you know, Harley is going to be in other projects and Rick Flag is kind of the heart 
of the Suicide Squad in a weird way. Like, I liked, I legitimately liked Rick Flagg in the first movie. I think Joel Kinnaman does, like, a really good he job. He does a good job. He's better in this movie. Oh, because he gets to actually, like, do shit. And he gets to have personality. Yes. But, like you said, when they killed him, I was like, holy shit. And then you're like, you're like, who's gonna, like, someone else has to die. And, like, how many times oh I my- thought King Shark was going to die? I'm like... Every time I thought he was going to die, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, well, he can't be alive. Well, he can't be alive. And then his ass pops back up. They did when, like, when King Shark did the thing when he, like, met the sea creatures, and they're, like, yes. so nice, and he knocks them out, and they all just try to kill him. I was like, what? I cried. I was like, what the hell? I cried. And, and then... They also faked us out with um, Idris Elba's death when he was on that slab of concrete that just kept falling through the building. And I Harley. Was, Harley went through the yeah. eye. And, like, we didn't think Harley was going to get out of that. Like, she yeah, didn't drown. That was unbelievable. And the only one that in my head I was, like, in the moment, I'm like, they're not going to kill this guy. There's no way he's going to die. Is Polka Dot Man. And they killed him. And and he got his, Mom, I'm a superhero. And then just gets trampled. And yes. I was like, holy this crap. Was like, is, this movie, like, is so exhausting. Because you think, you know, and you think that even the, the movie is, like, giving you cues about it. Yeah. But no, they're just giving you cues to just rip your heart out or make you be like, oh, thank God he's alive or she's alive. <laughs> exactly. And, like, the only person, like, I knew, like, the only person I knew was not going to die and never did die was Ratcatcher 2. Like, there was no way they were ever going to kill her. I, I thought they were going to kill her. Oh, no. I thought she was going to die over Polka Dot Man. Just the way it was setting up. I thought, especially... If she would have died, I mean, someone... Because I did read a review that someone said, like, they cried at one point because of, like, Ratcatcher 2. And so I thought maybe she died. Yeah. But, like, I think if she would have died, I would have bawled my eyes out. Because, like... Yeah. But, like, the... But there was, like, a lot of heartfelt scenes like, of her and, like, all those... Like, her coming into herself. I thought, so when they... Because they showed her dad's flashbacks, like, twice. I thought once they showed the first one, I was like, this girl's for sure gone. Because you don't, like, in most movies, you don't set up this dramatic backstory for a character that at that point in the movie wasn't a main character. Without them dying or, like, being the true hero. And I was just kind of like, she's gonna die. I mean, what's crazy, too, is, like, if they tried to do another Suicide Squad, all of these people are out of jail. Yeah. Like, they're all... They're... Well, but are they? Because, like, Amanda didn't sanction the last part of the mission. Because, remember, her, like, worker knocked her out? Yeah, no, but remember, because remember in the end, he... Oh, yes, he did. He He has... He has the footage. Yes, he has the footage. Sorry, you're right. he's like, you don't contact, leave us alone. Yeah. Or this goes out immediately. Um, And so, like, that's another thing is, thing is, that could have been Harley... Like, they they even say... Like, they never say why in Birds of Prey she came... So, yeah, I'm I'm obsessed with Harley. It always goes back to Harley Quinn, guys. Come on. Um... (laughs) But the thing is, like, these, unless they catch them again or, like, whatever happens, like, these characters won't be in a suicide again, suicide squad again. Yeah. And and I think um, that leads to an interesting conversation that I want to hold off for one more scene. Because there's one more scene I really okay. want to talk about from the movie. Because um, I think we've hit on everything. But the other scene with Peacemaker that, like, was so cool until you realize what really was going on was when they go to that village and him and Bloodsport are having like that shoot off where they're just competing just with each other. Little boys. And then at the end, like there's that twist where it's, oh, you were killing like good people. And that was the first point in the movie where I realized I was like, oh, like this dude's a bad person. I mean, I knew he was bad, but it was like, wow. And again, the US government not caring about anything. Who would have thought? Like, if we have a time machine, someone went back to 2016. They're like, in 2021, you're going to see two blockbuster movies that predominantly feature John Cena. Like, most people would probably laugh at that. Well, and it's like, and I always liked John Cena. I've seen him in other movies, and he was, he's great. But after seeing him in in Fast and Furious, which, like, is a franchise I think that he would do well in. I think what they did with him was probably not the Probably right, not the best. Not the best. And so I was like disappointed in his performance not that i don't really think he did even that well in general like yeah. he couldn't did not convince me of his little spy games like what that's a whole <laughs> you can listen to our episode about that Tom, but, i'm the mastermind behind it all yeah oh my god so he wasn't good so i came into this being like he'll be fine at peacemaker like i don't know and he absolutely killed it killed it like it was amazing if rat catcher 2 wasn't so good I would say that he was the character I was, like, most interested in. Not that, like, 
he was the most likable, but just he was fascinating. Yeah. And his performance was really good. And like I said before, I'm just really excited. I mean, for but his it all show. culminated for Ratcatcher 2, and she was like, it's not. It's not your city. city. It's not even ours. It, no, it's, no, it's not your city. It's not our city's. It's their city! And then the, all the rats come out. <laughs> and then Bloodsport's just having a panic attack because he's just getting crawled over by rats. Oh, makes you love the rats, though. Oh, that was so good. Like, I don't have anything else to say about this movie other than it was a major step in the right direction for DC. And I just hope that they continue to make stuff like this. Yes. Um, I did have a couple questions before we do our ratings. Okay. Um... Is there anything besides what we've mentioned so far that you think why this movie worked and 2016 didn't? No, I mean, I've said, yeah, it was mostly, in my opinion, again, I like watching. <laughs> it, it's almost identical to some of the, the characters they used, and but how much better. Like, you know, Croc, yeah. like whatever. Killer Croc. Killer Croc had the most caricature character. Didn't, like, it made no sense why they portrayed him that way. They didn't give him any... And they just, frankly, it was a little bit, like, just prejudiced at times. I didn't like it. Yeah. And But then they go and they put King Shark and it was just a way better thing. And same thing with, you know, I think they did that with so many characters that they just, it was way better of a portrayal and it made more sense. And they gave them a backstory that made sense. And then the villain, you know, there, there was a lot better of, like, just development of the yeah. story. And who is the villain? And just let's be outrageous and yeah. actually be outrageous. Not let's be outrageous, but also serious. I think there was just a weird tone, a tonal issue that they couldn't get right in the first one. I think to add on top of that, because I agree with all those points, one of the things I liked better about this than the first one, and I tried going back to watch the first one after this, actually, one day. Um, just yeah, how you should have told me. <laughs> I'll watch it any day of the week. Uh, just how much brighter this movie is. Yeah, the first one is a so depressing, dark... dark. But that's oh. but we've had that problem with with so many DC movies yeah. right around that. And like they have had a problem with just and we've talked about this. They were so focused on like the depressing shit. Yeah. That it just was too depressing. Like we need and then it was coming off corny when they would have jokes because it was too depressing. And it was just too out of place. Yes. And and I guess my final thought on this is I don't need every DC movie to be like light and funny. You can have your serious stuff, you're more grounded, all that, but just make it a consistent tone. That's all I ask for. Yes. Just, th that's it. Um, and they're still finding their footing with that, but I feel like they're getting there. Let's just be yeah. weird. Yeah. That's the moral of the story. Yes. Uh, and last question. I think I know your answer, but do you want another? Slash, do you think they're going to make another? So, I think if they were to make another Suicide Squad... I think it shouldn't be James Gunn. I think they should do a Let someone else completely do it. other person, a completely new take. You bring back Viola Davis and Amanda Waller. Obviously, maybe you do throw in, I mean, it'll suck not having Harley Quinn, but you got to move away from her. So maybe you throw in like one person. You could put like Catwoman or some, I mean, I don't know if she's ever on the Suicide Squad, but like Catwoman's a villain. You could throw her in there. Yeah. Similar. So you just put... We could get, you could, but there were other, like, main, you know, I think what we need is it to, again, it doesn't need to be connected. Let's just play on the idea and yeah. continue to just play around with it. I think it needs to be done right. I would be worried about them just trying to do the same thing over and over again, and it yeah. just is going to get old. And no movie that is this ridiculous <laughs> can be made again. Like, I don't think there can be a sequel to this. Yeah, and I don't think if James Gunn made it, like you said, I don't think it'd be as good and there's no characters here that I think could have their own standalone movie, not even Idris Elba. Like, this character isn't, there's not enough depth to it. No. And Harley Quinn already has hers, and... And Peacemaker's getting a show. Yeah. So... And, like, I would love another Harley Quinn movie, but after the way that they botched the the marketing for Birds of Prey, like, there's no way that she's going to get another Yeah, I, I doubt that they're going to. They're just going to use her for team-up movies. Botched that shit so hard. Yeah. A very underappreciated movie. Great superhero movie. Well, that's been Suicide... Well, sorry. That's been The Suicide Squad. Yes. Be specific. The far superior one. Did we want to rate it? Yeah. I'm, I have mine pulled up. Um, what was the rating? Can we remind everyone of the ratings again? Uh, it was 91 critic, 82 audience. Okay. Um, that being said, mine was a 90 out of 100. Mine is also a 90 out of 100. You know, I... Th 
I think I've come to the realization that there's no way to really make a Suicide Squad higher than that. I think a 90 is the 100 for a (laughs) Suicide Squad movie. Because honestly, if I'm going to take a step back, it's a pretty dumb premise. It's pretty stupid. That's what I'm saying. I don't... Like, when I say I don't know, I don't really know if I want another one, because you just can't keep going. It's just going to get old. Yeah. Like, let's do, and, like, again, I think that's what they were trying to do when they did Birds of Prey. Like, let's get some other, like, team-up. Like, there are some really cool team-ups in DC that you can yeah. do besides Suicide Squad. So. 100%. And I think, and again, like, this is. Make, make, sorry to cut you off. Make a Teen Titans movie. That'd be pretty dude, sick. Dude, be amazing. Live-action Teen Titans yeah. would kick ass. Um. Like, but that's the thing is, like, why this works so well is this is James Gunn is so good at making weird-ass characters come together, making these team-up movies that just are spectacular. Yeah. So, I just don't know if there's another way to do it. And but that, he did such a great job. And that, yeah, I agree with you. It's it's really hard to get this ridiculousness into one, like, tight package. Yeah. So, all that to be said, that is The Suicide Squad. Go see it if you haven't already. It's not going to be on HBO Max by the time this episode comes out, so you missed out. But it should be back in a few months. I don't know exactly when. So go see it. We're going to switch lanes now to a movie that, while it was marketed a lot, definitely didn't get the marketing treatment that the Suicide Squad got. Um, and that is Free Guy. Um, Free Guy, the synopsis is way shorter, so I'm just going to do it right away. Um, a bank teller discovers that he is actually a non-playable character inside a brutal open-world video game that is about to be shut down. It stars Ryan Reynolds as Guy, Jodie Comer, Taika Waititi, and Joe Keery, all as employees or former employees of a tech company that's name I don't remember. Um, it's, it's Tsunami. Uh, tsunami, yes, you're right. It has uh, a lot of sh- Twitch streamers that show up in it. Um it's been well regarded by critics and audiences. It has an 82 critic score and a 95 audience score. Audiences love this movie. Love it. Um, it has already had a sequel greenlit. Its box office is okay. It's like 120 million, but it's weird because this is not. They can't put it on a streaming service because of streaming rights. Because it was a Fox movie that got bought by Disney, but Sony has some piece in it, so they can't put it on streaming. So it's only movies. Um, but it's been really well received. Ryan Reynolds says that he wants to make another couple of them if they're going to do it. Um, we'll talk if we feel that's deserved or not. But overall, Free Guy has been very well received, and I think it's opening in China in a couple weeks, so that'll give it a nice boost, too. Um, but Free Guy, let's, uh, I don't know where we want to start with this, because it's a much different movie. Yeah, I I guess I'll start by saying that I really did enjoy it. It's a really fun and cute movie. Very much. Yeah, and it, it's it's really fun to see. Again, like, we, you can watch this with, it's fun to watch with kids and, like, be older. And, like, you know, there's so many perspectives that they put in a lot of good um, uh, references to pop culture. Tons. I mean, this movie is, like, reference city. And I think they did do a good, and we talked about this, I think they did do a good job of, like, <laughs> when sometimes when you're watching gaming or, like, internet-based movies, like, we, I think one of them we talked about was Wreck-It Ralph 2. Like, people like that just because of all the references it made. It didn't actually yeah. have, like, a good story. Um, or there had been other, like, gaming ones, but they're always, like, just so over the top. I think they did a good... There were some faults. They had some things that slipped up. But I think they did a good job of, like, portraying, like, the gaming experience well. Yeah, I think this is a good place for me to take over because I have a lot of thoughts on this. And this is why I wanted to talk about this movie. <laughs> so, movies about video games historically, like, either about a game itself or, like, this, where it's framed in a video game that doesn't exist, but their world is a video game. Um, historically, there's no way to put it. They've been bad. Well, because they're trying to explain... Because they're trying to explain to an older audience that doesn't understand it. Well, and, and it's and like they're, it's they're not, acting like they're dumb. It's also not that they're trying to explain to an audience that doesn't get well, it. They don't also get it. They don't get it. Because yeah. they don't hire, like, a video game coder to be like, no, that's not what we do, or whatever. So, historically, video game movies are very, um, they're very Steve Buscemi, how-do-you-do-fellow-kids meme. Like, that's literally what they end up being. And this movie has moments of that. I'm not gonna pretend and be like, oh, it's the perfect video game movie. I think a really good comparison for it is Ready Player One, in terms of, like... Which I've never seen. It's an original story based on video games that at points gets reference heavy. This movie does not do it as much as Ready Player One. Ready Player One does not have a plot outside of references. But it get, it kind of gets video games more than, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't even have, like, a good comparison. But 
Um, this movie does a lot better than ones in the past to go along with a story that I, I think this story would work if it wasn't a video game. Like, you could frame it around something else. I don't know how, because I'm not that smart. But <laughs> this story has, like, a much deeper thing than Ready Player One. Yeah, and I think it keeps it light. I think that's also the best thing about it. They don't take themselves too seriously. It keeps it very light, very surface level. Like, we if, know what the objective is yeah. from very soon in the beginning. I actually think some, they gave away a little bit too much very soon with the yeah. two um, coders and the, the game they created. Yeah. It was very obvious what it was going to be and like, how it was going to work. Yeah. So I felt like it could have been, it could have been a little bit more subtlety there. But again, I don't, I think that clear path is, was, worked well for this movie. Yeah, and I think that because this movie ultimately is marketed towards a younger audience, I won't say kids necessarily. Well, teens and tweens, I would say, is like the big, the two, like my brother went to see it with us, and like that's, that's the prime audience, 16 year olds that play video games. Yeah. And, and I would say that, like, this movie, um, it, it, I don't, I know where I was going. Oh, no, I do know where I was going with this. So, this movie, if I had to describe it in, like, the simplest way possible, is it's a Ryan Reynolds movie. It is... Oh, it's Ryan Reynolds getting to be Ryan Reynolds. It's Ryan Reynolds doing Deadpool, or doing Detective Pikachu, or doing any number of what Ryan Reynolds does now. I don't think he acts, actually. I think he just plays himself. Um, But it's him in a slightly more family-friendly package than something like Deadpool, which is his biggest thing. An interesting fact is he, like, him and Sean Levy, the director of this, who they work together on a lot of stuff, but... They, like, pitched this movie for five or six years. This is not a brand new idea or IP. This is something that they had kind of constructed a while ago, and they just couldn't get a studio to buy it. Yeah. And I I think that it's interesting. It kind of, in a really weird way, you mentioned Wreck-It Ralph 2, but this movie kind of parallels Wreck-It Ralph 1, where, like, it was an existing idea that they just couldn't get a studio to sign off on. And my fear for the sequel is that it is going to be very Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yeah, like, where Wreck-It Ralph was, like, Genius. I felt like what they did with that first movie was so interesting and so innovative of what of how to show arcade games and how this works. Wreck It Ralph legitimately, and I know that some people don't always think of it this way, but Wreck It Ralph is the best video game movie. It is not even close. I mean, Wreck It Ralph is a much better movie than Free Guy. Like the first time I saw Wreck It Ralph, I was blown away. But yeah, and that that I. It getting a sequel, Free Guy getting a sequel, it does worry me that it, again, it's gonna get continued, like, it was already kitschy, like, they had, like, these Very much kitschy. In the first one, and then it just went full force, and it was stupid. I mean, again, the whole point of the first one was that everyone has to go back to their game. Yeah. That you can't, like, you know, it was a lot about acceptance, and, and accepting yourself, and and friendship, and, and where you belong, and sometimes where you belong is where you were, but seeing it from a different perspective. Yeah. And then the whole, the second movie, they just threw that out. Yeah. And it, to go with, like, friendship doesn't need to be in the same, you know, whatever, yeah. long distance friendships. Not to talk Ralph here, but <laughs> I'm worried that that's what's going to happen for you guys, that, like, the whole point of this movie is just going to get thrown out, and they're going to be like, let's just go full force. Like, it's also a thing that I, I, re- I truly feel that the sequel for this is so predictable. Like, either... So Something's of, happening with the game. At the end of the game, at the end of the movie, their game is free and it's private. So either like they go into the greater internet, or a virus comes into the game and they have to defeat the virus. Like you know, it's very predictable. There's like four routes that they can go, and if I sat down long enough, I can come up with all four of them. But it's whatever. I mean, I'll watch it. I know it's not going to be as good. Yeah, I also wanted to say I like how one of the big topics was like artificial intelligence. Oh, that was and... so interesting. And, like, we've seen, I've always been really interested, I've been really interested in this ever since Black Mirror, and Black Mirror does it, like, you know, depressing, but they talk about this as well, like, is, is artificial intelligence, like, when you're, when you kill that, are you actually killing us, like, is that, you know, what, what are the morals of, like, yeah. ending that? And so they did such a great job of explaining that, even, of how, like, these non-playable characters, like, became real people and have real feelings, yeah. real, like, and, all these And things. are they, are they real are they real or are they just lines of code? Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I didn't expect going into it that we were going to get something like, that deep, that yeah. deep. And I think that that's actually a great thing to switch to is, you know, our expectations coming into this, we had a pretty good idea of what it was going to be. 
but not that it was going to dwell on, you know, like, we knew what the general plot was going to be, that this guy was going to destroy this game, and that this player had become kind of self-aware and all this, but we didn't really know details for what it was going to go. Um, I think, and I alluded to this in our Suicide Squad review, I was down with the marketing until we went to see the Suicide Squad, and they gave that mockumentary interview with Dude, who was the, like, kind of, quote-unquote, final boss of the movie, and I really wish they wouldn't have done that. Yeah, because that that scene when they bring Dude, you know, his name it's, is Guy, awesome. and they bring Dude into the game, and it's Brian Reynolds' head on this giant-ass body. I found it today. It was a Russian bodybuilder. That, it, and when he comes in, it's like, shock factor and they literally like allude to it like you don't know what it's gonna be and so the fact that i'm mad that we we literally that was the last thing i saw before about free guy before we went yeah and i'm mad that they even like you know we need a little bit of shock factor, which we got which we got we and got we will great, we will be getting to that shortly <laughs> yes we got like some really great you know really good laughs and really funny things that were like shocking um but it was it was annoying that was definitely annoying. I also think, I mean, and we could talk about, like, maybe just get, we'll get away, get all the stuff I didn't like out of the way so we can talk okay, about the Okay, yeah, stuff. cool. I thought that the real world plot, the plot inside, the plot inside of the game, the plot of the game itself. That was so good. Okay. And that was, and, like, what the coding was airtight, in my opinion. I did not think that the storyline outside of the game and the gaming world, and what had to do with these two people who created the game, I thought that was really, really weak. I thought their characters were weak, both of them. I like both of those actors. I didn't like either of them in the movie. Like, I didn't like any of their, either of the characters, really. And I felt like their whole love story was so okay. lazy. It it was predictable from, like, so predictable. from the moment that either she told him or he told her, like, you shouldn't be contacting me. I knew that they were going to end up together. Well, no, and it's also, like, the fact that they're like, oh, we're not dating, like, all that. Yeah, oh, and... Also, do you remember that hard cut to that interview Oh, of my him? God, that was so weird. That was one of the most awkward things. Uh, for those who don't know what part we're talking about, there's a Joe Keery, whose character I cannot remember the name of for the life of me. It doesn't matter. Kill Kells or something like that. Like, Heels? Heels? Keys? I don't Keys, know. Keys. 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 Um, Steve from Stranger Things. That's all that yeah. you need to know. Yeah. Um, when they cut to him being interviewed at, like, a tech conference about, like, his former game, that was, like, 15 minutes into the movie, and you're like, oh, his game is in the game. Like, you know it. I, I mean, what are we doing here? It was very, yeah. Um, and that's the thing is, I really like that actor. Like, obviously, I love Steve from Stranger Things. I was really excited that he was in this movie. And I just felt like, yeah, those, that was just so weak. So, like, that's my, I think my biggest pet peeve, like, that, I don't know, pet peeve, but my biggest annoyance with this film is, like, you just, you could have gave a little bit more effort there, or just don't pay attention to it all. Or, like, yeah. just their friends. They're, they're trying to avenge their game that got stolen. Like, let's, why do we need to bring it into, like, well, she drank her coffee with two sugars and one cream, and, and she listened to Mariah Carey all the time. Like, I, okay, I truly thought that that, like, the first real decision that Guy makes when he orders a cappuccino, and, like, it basically breaks the game, that was so cool yes and such a i mean such a dumb and predictable reason at the end like why yeah. everyone drinks too i mean and it's sweet i mean i guess it's kind of like it's because like he why guy thinks he's meant for this girl is because like he was made out he's a love letter to her and again like i think that was sweet but they didn't put enough effort into it like yeah. i think that that idea was a really cute idea and that he broke the game because he was so in love with her that this love letter just turned into, like... Her. You no, know, their code couldn't be stopped. Their code couldn't it, be stopped. Exactly. And, and But my thing is, like, uh, such a good idea, but, like, it was not done, executed well. Like, I was rolling my eyes at it a bit. Exactly. And it's so sweet, but, like, not a good... They didn't do well. They just could have done a little more. So I, that's my biggest problem with the movie. I fully agree. I don't really have any negatives to add on top of that. Actually, I do. I like Taika Waititi. Um, I really had an issue with him taking an axe to the servers and that magically conveniently deletes the exact part of the world that they're in. Like, that's not how servers work. I know that that's, like, the thing is, they nailed so much of the video game stuff. Yeah, shutting that, it down. That's like... not, the very end is when they tripped up and I was like, come on, guys, like, you were so close. The servers, like, they're like, oh, God, the servers. I'm like, oh, my God. 
You can't just, like, erase it. You can't just press, like, re- I don't- There- Yeah. It, there was a lot- That was a big part, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But let's talk about the stuff we did like. And we have shown such great restraint in not talking about the best parts of this movie. Yeah. The cameos. The cameos. I have them listed. They are strategic in the order that I want to talk about them. Um, the last two are the big ones, and they're the ones we're going to talk the most about. I know this for a fact. Um, first off, in order of appearance, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman's voice shows up like five minutes in the movie, and I turn to Anna, I'm like, is that Hugh Jackman? I thought he was going to take his mask off. He no, never took his mask yeah. off. I was like, what the hell? And it was, he, like, and I also thought, like, when was he said, I was like, yeah, that is him, and I asked my brother, too, and he's like, yeah, it kind of sounds like him. And then I was like, okay, maybe they just got him for some voice work. But then he was actually him. Yeah. Like the pictures that, that Ryan Reynolds posted after that, like, confirmed that he like, was... they came to set. They came to set, and they just didn't take his mask off. Yeah. I, I was like, I just was shocked that they were able to get Hugh Jackman, and maybe... Well, they're besties. I mean, they work together on the notorious uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine But, movie. like, he's <laughs> friends, like, him, Jake Gyllenhaal, and, like, the three of them. Well, our next cameo, also BFFs with Ryan Reynolds... Uh, that's The Rock. They yeah. got they got The Rock in this movie. Okay, yeah, I knew The Rock immediately. That that was another one. We both turned to each other and were just smiling. I was that's like, the rock. I was like, that's The Rock. So yeah, I didn't get I didn't get um what's I didn't get Hugh Jackman right away. John John got that one for me. Yeah, and then um no, but The Rock, I was like, that's him. It is for sure. The next one, and man, I wish we recorded this earlier to when we saw it because I can't remember who I thought it was. Uh, John Krasinski. <laughs> No, who did you, I think it was? You thought, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't remember who you thought it was. Evan I, Peters. Yes, I thought it was Evan. Yeah, Peters. Yeah, and I was like, mm, it, they sound similar. No, I was like, mm, okay, why would they? Mm. Um, other ones we missed. Like I didn't catch it, and I still don't know where she was. Tina Fey. Yeah, I, I don't no know clue. who she was. No clue. Um, but the the two big ones that I want to talk about. Um. This next guy was in the movie a long time. I mean, calling him a cameo is not he justified. Was a, he was he was a co-star. He was in the first, like, two seconds of the movie. Uh, it was Channing Tatum. I couldn't... Also, when's the last time anyone's seen Channing Tatum in a movie? What's the last big movie he was in? I mean... Like Magic Mike XXL. He was in... So he was in Logan Lucky in, like, 2016, which wasn't huge. I mean, it made money, but it wasn't, like, massive. But, I mean, when was the last... Tw- when was 22 Jump Street? A long time ago. <sighs> yeah, okay... I love Channing Tatum. I think Channing Tatum should stop doing, like, serious things and just do shit where he can just be ridiculous. I think Channing Tatum is, like, the same exact actor as Ryan Reynolds. I think they're the same actor. No, but Channing Tatum can be more serious than Ryan Reynolds. He can be, but they have that very, like... Like, he can be in a drama. I I can't see Ryan Reynolds in a drama. No, but I think that, like, Channing Tatum... This is gonna sound so weird. He could play, like, Deadpool and do, like, the same job. Oh, yeah. Like, I think he can do the same comedic stuff. And in this movie, when he showed up on screen, my jaw dropped because he was in none of the marketing. No. there was, I had no clue Channing Tatum was in this My thing movie. is, like, they could have, I wish they would have, <laughs> they could have ruined that for me and I'd be less mad about, like, the whole, and the dude thing, you know? Yeah, I would have been, the dude thing made me furious. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, shout out to Channing Tatum for doing this movie. Channing Tatum, do more stuff, dude. <laughs> we miss you. Uh, make 23 Jump Street. I... I hate being the person that's, like, begging for sequels, but 23 Jump Street would be a good movie. We, I, I love 21 and 22 Jump Street. Those Both movies... Both of them are, like, just great movies. I have, I have like, a minor, eh, major complaint. Those movies are never on streaming. Yeah, ever. It's like, hard to get them. I don't know who has those rights, but just put them on a streaming service. Because 21 Jump Street, the first time I saw it, I may be one of the hardest things I've ever left out in my life. Um... Yes, Channing Tatum and like his whole like demeanor in it was just amazing. And it was the, the guy behind it. Yeah, it was great. Well, yeah, the guy behind it was the video store manager from Stranger Things. Okay, and it was great because it is like the whole like streamer thing when like they're talking, they're just like, yeah, and this is what I did one time, and like they're like never excited. <laughs> yeah, when he turns around, he's like, "Wow, I'm talking to a celebrity." I was <laughs> like, "That's so funny." But we've left the big one, the big cameo. Before the end, I legitimately kind of got out of my chair. Well, okay, before he showed up. So when when Guy is fighting dude, dude, he is, like, getting his ass beat, and everyone's like, come on, Guy, you can do it, you can do it. And, like, he's level, like, 100. So he's, like, crazy. Yeah. He has all this stuff, and he's just not using it. And he literally goes, shield, and what comes up is the 
freaking Captain America shield. And then they play the Avengers they theme. Play the Avengers theme. As as dude is like punching the shield, kind of like when Tony fought Cap in Civil War. And then it pans out to Chris freaking Evans on his phone saying, What the shit? <laughs> and I was like, What? <laughs> That was like, yeah, the, the, these, this five minute fight between Guy and Dude was the best and made this movie completely worth it. And then right after that, he has a Hulk, sm- he has a Hulk arm. Yeah. And then he pulls out a lightsaber and everyone's and like, Star that's War- a freaking lightsaber, dude. Well, and like the Star Wars movie is playing. And I literally in my head, I was like, oh my God, is Mark Hamill good? Cause this is something Mark Hamill would do. Like, is Mark Hamill about to show up on screen? And he didn't, but. That Chris Evans one blew my mind. I was, I, I was shocked. It was great. And yeah, I just can't believe they went like from like the Marvel, <laughs> the Marvel music and then they did the friggin' Star Wars. It was hilarious. It, it was hilarious. Uh, legitimately, like you, ooh, sorry, um, like you said, that made the entire movie. This movie could have sucked and that five minutes would have just made it just so good. I, and I would expect the second movie which probably will make it bad, but because Disney now officially owns this property... Well, that's, like, what they did with Rick and Ralph. Yeah, there's gonna be... Like, Why do we call the princesses in there? Though, maybe they'll find a way to make it work. I don't know. But, yeah, the cameos from this movie were absolutely incredible, and props to them for keeping those under wraps, because there was no leak. Like, there was nothing. And usually that stuff leaks out, so... Yeah. Uh, kudos to you guys, but I think that's all we really have on Free Guy. Um... Like I said, before we do our score, it was an 82 critic, 95 audience. I can go first because I have my score written up again. I gave it an 83 out of 100. It was a really good, fun movie. I think when I tweeted it, I said it fills the spot that I thought Fast and Furious would have for, like, summer blockbuster. I wish it made a little bit more money, but, you know, it's what it is. I gave it a 78, Mm -hmm. and that's not bad. It's just that I don't know if it's worth the 80 because there were missing parts to it. Yeah. And it was just, it was very surface level, which is totally fine. I don't think you need to be shooting for gold here. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to give them gold because they weren't shooting for it. They're just shooting for fun. And that's okay. Yeah. And I'm 78 is perfect. When I go to see a Ryan Reynolds movie, I know what I'm getting. You're going to get quips. You're going to get a dude who's pretty much aware that he's in a movie. And you're going to get, you know, some childish jokes. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. So... If you haven't seen Free Guy, check it out whenever you can. It's definitely, it's worth a watch. It's fun. So that being said, we are in the last part of our podcast before we don't record for a couple of weeks. And that's kind of stuff that we're looking forward to. Yes. What is coming up next month? I mean, mostly next month. There might be some other things. But I think the biggest thing we're really excited about is Shang-Chi. Yes. And we're getting another Marvel movie and not... I think we really like Black Widow, but it'll be exciting to see a Marvel movie that, you know, moves the, that is in this next phase, um, that continues the, that continues the story of Marvel rather than like a look back. That's what we got with Black Widow. Yeah. And to prep for that, well, not prep really, but we watched Iron Man 3, which also deals with the Mandarin. We just watched that and the Marvel one shot, All Hail the King. I'd recommend at least watching the one shot before Shang-Chi. I don't know. Maybe it won't prove relevance at all. <laughs> who cares? Just know who the Mandarin is or don't. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be really good. It's getting really positive critic reviews. It They've dropped those about two weeks ago. It's somewhere in the mid-90s. So I'm hoping to see a very good martial arts movie after Mortal Kombat earlier this summer was really bad. So nice. I'm, I'm excited. Um, in terms of other stuff coming out in September, I'm not seeing that much that's super interesting. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm, yeah, October is really like this. That's the start of the floodgates. But maybe we'll catch up on some things we <laughs> we, we should have seen, but we didn't see. Yeah. Um, but the big thing that we're looking forward to, and we held off to this point in the episode, um, but of course, it was the biggest news in the, literally the biggest news in movie world, <laughs> and that is the release of the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. That movie is slated to come out sometime in December, but they re- they finally released a trailer after people were begging for months and months and months. We've been waiting. We've been patiently waiting. I mean, not other people have been impatient. I've been patient. <laughs> I've been pretty impatient. Um, the, the first 24 hours 
of the movie trailer on YouTube was the most viewed in the first 24 hours for a movie trailer ever. It eclipsed Endgame by 90 million views. It was the most talked about on Twitter and Facebook movie trailer ever. It generated an obscene amount of impressions. I don't have the number in front of me, but like 25% more than the closest thing. And that includes like the Super Bowl and elections and all this stuff. I mean, this movie is going to be huge. And the big thing with this trailer, it's been rumored for months and years even that there's going to be multiple Spider-Man and multiple villains. And we got either confirmation or allusion to a lot of that in this trailer. Um, we saw a Green Goblin pumpkin bomb. We literally saw Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. And he said, hello, hello Peter. Peter. So. I, I mean, this movie is in a, I hate qualifying with COVID, but I truly think that if COVID wasn't a thing, this movie wouldn't eclipse Endgame, but Infinity War would be within a box office reach. Because I think this movie is going to be massive. Yeah, I think it's it's so highly anticipated because it is going to be such a turning point for yeah um for the MCU because yes we're getting Shang Chi we're getting the Eternals. Um, By the way, the Eternals trailer, the second one came out. Oh, looks it awesome. looks incredible. But again, those are so such standalone stories. Yeah. Whereas this is really going to just open it up. Oh, and we I think two Loki kind of got us excited for it. You know, a lot of I think all three of them the. the of the Marvel TV shows have gotten us excited, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, we're going to see, and everyone has all these theories. If you want to listen to theories about anything we say is going to be the same, it, like it's going to be repeating what other people yeah. talked about. Go on TikTok, go on YouTube. Like there are so many theories about if Dr. Strange is Dr. Strange, why is Dr. Strange doing yeah. this? Um, who is Doc Ock talking to? And then also that like Peter's wearing the same exact suit. There's people that, that think that the suit image, that that's actually Tobey Maguire, but they've, superimpose Tom Holland's face on it. Like, th- There's I mean, crazy shit. Also, just as a general thing with Marvel, don't trust their trailers. Like, Infinity War literally created fake scenes for yeah. trailers. Never trust trailers fully. You know, they're gonna... They want you to see the movie at the end of the day, but... That's I, what I like about them. Instead of, like, Free Guy, like, they, they're gonna show me something they want me to think I yes. know. They are going to... Their marketing campaign is going to explicitly lead you in one direction because they don't want you to figure it out. I mean... We know that every Spider-Man is going to be in this movie. I'd be very disappointed at this point if they're not. It would be ridiculous if they don't get them in there. I'll yeah. die of happiness. Now, there have been pictures of them all on set. So, like, it's pretty much confirmed. But don't but get... how? Exactly. Like, you know, is it Tobey Maguire pops in out of a door and is like, hey, I'm Peter Parker. Like... Or, yeah, is it or a flashback? Is it as they help him? I, yeah. You know, I don't know how don't involved know. are they. And, and my... My thing is, I don't really care at this point. I want to see it unfold. I don't want this movie spoiled for me. I truly think that this is going to be a really, really cool and ambitious project from Marvel. And, and then we get Multiverse Madness. And, okay, I'm not going to say anything to anyone, but leaks are starting to come out over potential cameos in Multiverse of Madness. And if they do any one of them, um, that movie is going to be just as insane as Spider-Man. And... You know, this is just kind of a random thought I have about Marvel, but we've said before, we're like, we wonder when the next Avengers movie is coming, or like, what the next team-up movie is. And I'm more excited for stuff like this, where they can just organically mix a bunch of things together in existing characters' movies, and they're not like, hey, make four movies, team-up. Make four movies, team-up. I like these mini-team-up movies better, because you know what, you can make insane stories regardless. Yeah. So, I'm I'm excited for the back-to-back of these. We will be, personally... Probably not for the podcast, but we just purchased the Sam Raimi trilogy of Spider-Man <laughs> movies. So we will be watching those in advance of December. I'm of the opinion that Spider-Man 2 is, like, one of the best superhero movies great, great ever made. Movie. It's better than any of the MCU movies. Sorry. I like Tom Holland, but they haven't made, like, a great Spider-Man movie yet with him. I think that this is going to be the first, like, really, like, unchained Spider-Man. And I'm just excited for it. Yeah. I don't know when we'll get the second trailer i would imagine not till like eternals like yeah. november but man i i don't know what to say about this trailer that other people way smarter than us haven't said already because it looks looks crazy Someone. Uh, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah uh we'll have to see we'll probably think about some more movies to watch september i mean there's like some weird there's just, like streaming movies that are coming out like i don't know should we torture ourselves and watch he's all that oh god <laughs> 
could we do it? Thinking out loud, an episode on reminiscence and he's all that. <laughs> God damn, reminiscence, if you don't know what that is, look it up. It looks, it looks so, so dumb. dumb. So dumb, so bad. Yeah, but he's all that is getting stinker reviews. I mean, whoever thought that she could act, that Addison Ray could act is just ridiculous. So yeah, that is always fun. But um, we're excited to get back into this. We're excited to have some guests on the podcast and just kind of breathe new life into Popcorn Hangover. And for everyone that's been listening, we thank you. Thanks for thinking about us. I had like, we've had a bunch of people ask, like, when are you guys coming back? Yeah. So we're back. Um, also, and this probably should go without saying, but if you have a movie you want to hear us talk about, let us, us know. Up. Yeah, please. If, and also, preferably, if you have a movie you want to hear us talk about that you're really passionate about, let us know. We'll have you on as a guest. Yes, yes. Please, please let us know if you want to be on and you have a movie, especially if it's like a weird movie. Or a bad movie. A bad movie. We love talking about those. And they're the best to talk about. So please, you know, let us know on Instagram or Twitter. We're always ready to hear it. Um, But yeah, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Bye. They're closing the boxes for all of you so we can blend in. That said, the walk into Boudon is going to have to stay out of sight. I wear disguise. You're going to wear a disguise. See? Hey, he's learning Spanish. And what kind of disguise? Fake mustache. Yeah, fake mustache isn't going to cut it, mate. You still look exactly like yourself. It's the worst fake mustache I've ever seen. And if you had fooled us, we'd have to kill you. Shark shaped bloke with a mustache creeping up on us like that. Fuck you! You, you, Oh, he always wants to be near you. I think he senses good in you. Yeah, there's no good in me.